This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. I can't believe I'm saying this. This episode is brought to you by Lola V, an award-winning hair care line by the one and only Jennifer Aniston. Why did Jennifer Aniston start a hair care company? Because she was tired of choosing between hair products that work and hair products that are actually good for us. But thanks to Lola V, we never have to choose again. No silicones, no sulfates, parabens, or gluten. And of course, it's cruelty-free and vegan. The Glossing Detangler and Perfect Conditioner are my personal favorites. Not only do they repair the look of damaged hair, but they also shield it from future harm. The first step to unlocking confidence in your dating life and your daily life is feeling confident about your hair. So unlock Jennifer Aniston approved hair at lolav.com. And as listeners of Seeing Other People, you're getting an exclusive 15% off off of your entire order when you use code Seeing Other People at checkout. That's 15% off your entire order at lolavie.com with promo code Seeing Other People. Please note you can only use one promo code per order and discounts can't be combined. After your purchase, they will ask you where you heard about them. Please, please, please support Seeing Other People and let them know that I sent you. Hey guys, it's Alana and welcome back to another episode of Seeing Other People. Together, we're navigating modern dating alongside experts and real life daters who are sharing their stories. Don't have a date for tonight? No problem. Come learn, laugh, and maybe even cry along with us as we navigate the dating scene together. Hey guys, it's Alana and welcome back for another episode of Seeing Other People. I'm really excited for today. This is a very, very special episode. At least I think it will be. I haven't recorded it yet. So who knows? It could be a total flop. But I'm really excited and I'm grateful that you guys are here. Tomorrow, if you're listening to this the day it comes out, tomorrow, August 16th, is my 29th birthday. And I historically hate my birthday, like absolutely despise it. I feel like there's so much pressure around birthdays. And I think I internalized that pressure for years as like, I need to make sure everybody else has a good time on my birthday. I need to plan something that brings people together that they're going to be excited about that I feel good about because I know nobody's stressed about it, whatever. I used to put so much pressure on myself to throw a birthday event, not like crazy event, but like birthday party that was convenient and pleasant for everyone else. And I never would put myself first in that. I never would think about, well, what do I want to do? And what is going to make me happy? And so for years, I really just resented my birthday. I wasn't looking forward to it. I wasn't excited about it. It was more this thing that I, it was coming. I couldn't avoid it because, you know, my friends and family knew it was my birthday. So how can I make the most of it for them to have a good time? Highly don't recommend that process for birthday planning and strategizing. Honestly, the people in your life just want you to have a good time, even if that means doing nothing or doing something that they might not think to want to do. Just do whatever makes you happy on your birthday, please, because I spent years not doing that. So this year for my birthday, I wanted to do something special for me and for us. Maybe it's not special for you guys, whatever. Fuck it. I wanted to do this for me. And I often see people reflecting around their birthday and doing this like 25 things I learned before 25. And I've always wanted to do that. And I've never held myself accountable for actually doing it in a really meaningful way. And so this year, right now, we are recording 29 things that I learned before turning 29. So I don't know if it's supposed to be 28 things I learned in 28 years before I turned 29, 29 things by turning 29. I don't know. But we're doing 29 things that I've learned up until this point today, right now, which is, if you're listening, on August 15th, the day before I turned 29. So 
Some of the stuff I might just like brush through and kind of mention. Others we're going to dive in. A lot of it does tie back to dating, even if it's not specifically about dating. Others about life, friendship, career, just general happiness, mental health, all this stuff. So I hope you guys love this. I hope it's special for you just as it is for me. And before I get into it, I want to just say thank you. You know, in reflecting on my 29 years, I've thought a lot about the last few years and just how genuinely lucky I feel to be doing this thing that I love so much that I feel so passionate about. And I would not be here today doing this if it weren't for you guys. You know, seeing other people would not be a thing if there were not people who listened to it and who spread the word about it and shared it with their friends and learned something through it. So it really means the world to me. Every time you guys tell me that an episode resonated with you or something I said helped make you feel better or was exactly what you needed to hear in that moment, that's why I keep doing this. And that's what keeps me coming back, which is what keeps you guys coming back and spreading the word and all that. So that being said, my birthday wish is please, 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 please send seeing other people to a friend. That's all I want for my birthday. Send the podcast to a friend, share it on your story, send it to a coworker, just somebody who might benefit from hearing it because the more we spread it, that means the more I can keep doing it. And I just, again, thank you. I feel so lucky. I didn't mean to ask for anything in that, but it just felt right. So without further ado, 29 things that I learned before turning 29. Number one, and you guys have heard me say this. I learned this from my mom. If you don't ask, you don't get. This relates to everything, every single thing in life. If you don't ask, you don't get. Nobody can read your mind. Nobody knows how badly you want to achieve something or how badly you want your foot in the door at a place. You know, I went to Syracuse University. I went to their new house school of public communications. That's one of the top communication schools in the country. I didn't get in when I first applied. And I remember going to accepted students day and I was with my mom and I was like, well, I don't want to go to Syracuse if I'm not in new house. Cause when you apply to Syracuse, you get, a, you can apply to three different programs. So I didn't get my first choice, which was new house. I got my second choice, which was photo photography. Yeah. In their art school photography. And I was like, well, it's stupid that we're here. I don't want to go to Syracuse. If I'm not in new house, I should have gotten into new house and I didn't. So boohoo, what was me? And my mom was like, well, let's just go to admissions and ask, tell them they made a mistake and ask if they can reconsider you. I'm like, mom, we can't do that. It's like, what would happen if you just called Taylor up? Like, you can't just go and say, hey, new house, accept me after you rejected me. She was like, well, why not? If you don't ask, you don't get. So I was like, okay, fine. So I did end up going to admissions and saying, you know, I really feel strongly that I belong in this program. I think I would make such a difference here. And I think that this is where I'm supposed to be. Is there anything I can do to change the admission board's mind? And they actually let me reapply. And in my application round two, I was able to submit some more letters of rec. I put together a whole new portfolio for them. And I just really expressed how strongly I wanted to go there and what getting into this program would mean for me. And I got in a few weeks later, I got an email. And so that really was a big, big, big turning point and lesson for me. And I continued to use that phrase, if you don't ask, you don't get, to help get every job that I got. You know, I always was reaching out to people and asking for help. I 
even everything with the Jonas Brothers, like uh, pretty much like every pivotal, important, crazy thing that's ever happened to me in my life was because I put myself out there and asked for it. And it wasn't just like, oh, give me this thing. It was like, hey, who can I talk to? What can I do? That, because I really care about this thing and I really want it. And I want to tie it into dating because it has really impacted my dating life too, where the person that you're talking to, the person you're in a situation with, the person across the table from you on a date, they can't read your mind. They don't know what you want and they don't know what you need. And so you might be sitting there thinking, wow, like this person's really not texting me enough. Like they must not like me or this situation is doomed and I'm just going to start overthinking and spiraling. They have no idea that you're feeling this way because of their lack of texting. And I guarantee nine out of 10 times, if you told them, hey, I get a little anxious between dates just from past experiences, and I can tell you're not a big texter, but I'm really excited about this. And I feel like there is definitely something here. And I just want to express that when I don't hear from you, I get really anxious and I start to feel like maybe you're not interested. And if you are, that's amazing. But I do need a little bit of reassurance, again, just from some past things that have happened to me. It's nothing about you, but I would love to just express that and see what you can do about it. And then they know, you know, they didn't know that before. They didn't know that their lack of texting was causing you emotional pain, sometimes physical pain. We get literally sick to our stomachs over this stuff. And if they're interested in you, they'll show up for you or they'll try and they'll show you whether or not they can show up for you. Same thing with, you know, I get a lot of questions from guys of how like I've been making all the plans. It's been like seven dates. I'm still the one making the plans. Like when is she ever going to step up and make a plan? She doesn't know that you want her to. And maybe from her past experiences, she's tried and that's when it hasn't worked out. And so she's afraid to take that step. So she needs to hear from you. Hey, Alana, can you make the plans? I'm sick of making all of our date plans. You don't have to say I'm sick of it, but like, why don't you plan the next one? Like surprise me with the date activity. You know, people can't read your minds. They don't know what you want. If you don't ask, you don't get. I got to go through the rest of these faster. Otherwise, we're going to be here all day. Okay. Number two, always be kind. You never know what someone's going through. This is one that I learned from an early age. I remember just no offense, dad, but like my dad gets really angry when people like are shitty drivers or cut him off or are going too slow or just are annoying, like tailgating, whatever. And his like famous quote, he'll be like, these assholes, like he'll just like get really angry at these people for no reason. And as a kid, I was like, well, what if they're having a really bad day? Like what if this person is rushing to the hospital? What if somebody they know just died and they're on their way to the funeral? Like we have no idea what somebody's going through. It's the same thing with like, you know, I always try and let people off the subway before getting on. And like, I get a little frustrated when other people just try and like, like rush in. I'm like, chill. We have to let people off in order to get on. And I try and like, say, okay, you know what? Like maybe the person who like pushed me out of the way to get on, maybe they're having a really shitty day. They really need to get home for something. They're really late for an interview. Like we never know what someone's going through. These are really silly examples, but you guys know what I mean. So you never know what someone's going through. We all have horrible days. We've all had horrible things happen to us and we have to act with, interact with strangers while going through that. So just be kind. 
you guys know that I struggle with confidence. I'm always my biggest critic, and when I notice something about myself that I don't like, I can't stop fixating on it. I'm working on all of this, but it can be hard. A year ago, I noticed that my hair was thinning, and I was finding more and more strands of hair on the floor every time I would walk around my apartment. When I would look down in the shower, I would freak out at what I saw in the drain. That's when I opened up to my best friend, who happens to be a doctor, and she said two things that changed my life. The first was that she knows so many women our age going through the same thing. The second is that she told me to try Nutrafol. And so I did. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. A year later and a month before my wedding, and I cannot believe the number of people who have been complimenting how long, strong, and healthy my hair looks. I never imagined that this would happen. And naturally, as a result, my confidence has transformed. I'm no longer self-conscious when it comes to my hair. And honestly, that is a huge, huge, huge personal win for me. And you guys know I'm hilariously bad at sticking with habits and taking something every day or doing something every day. But with Nutrafol, building a hair growth routine is simple. Purchase online with no prescription required. Free shipping and automated deliveries ensure that you'll never miss a day. You'll see results in three to six months. And trust me, it is worth the wait. You can start so easily by taking their hair wellness quiz on Nutrafol.com for a personalized hair health plan based on your specific root causes. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering the Seeing Other People family 10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code seeing other people. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com promo code seeing other people. That's Nutrafol.com promo code seeing other people. Brave the uncomfortable. Those are the words engraved on my bracelet that have gotten me through some of the most anxiety-inducing moments over the last few years. And that's why I could not be more excited to encourage you all to get a Presently bracelet of your own with a phrase that resonates with you. Presently is a line of mindfulness bracelets engraved with words inspired by cognitive behavioral therapy. The brand was started by two sisters, Lindsay and Emily, who have obsessive compulsive disorder, aka OCD, and anxiety. They realized that when stuck in an anxiety spiral, it's hard to put into practice the tools that they learned therapy sessions. They looked and looked for bracelets that could serve as reminders to interrupt that spiral, but they couldn't find anything besides the cheesy good vibes only and no bad days types of messaging. They started presently to bring more authenticity to self-help anxiety management. And as someone who has had a presently bracelet for three years, I mean it when I say it really makes a difference. So whether you need encouragement to make it onto that date that you've been anxious about, a calming mantra to get you through a big day at work, or simply a reminder that you're not alone presently has your back. Their bracelets are so beautiful and elevated, and they also make amazing gifts. And I know because I have gifted a few over the years, and my friends were so excited to get one and have worn them ever since. There are six phrases to choose from, and if you're indecisive, there's a quiz that you can take to help you choose the perfect reminder for your anxiety. Plus, 5% of each bracelet is donated to your choice of four mental health nonprofits. I wholeheartedly love and support Presently, and I know that your Presently bracelet will bring you as much comfort as mine has brought me. So head to presentlybracelets.com. That's P-R-E-S-E-N-T-L-Y bracelets.com for 10% off your order using code seeing other people. Number three, it's okay to not be okay. It is okay to not be okay. I think because of social media, especially over the last like 10 years, we just see everybody else thriving. And so we make it, we put pressure on ourselves to always be thriving and to always be happy. And that's not reality. Nobody's ever that 
good all the time. And there's a lot of power in accepting that you're not okay. Because also once you accept that you're not okay, you can start to realize, okay, here are things that I can do maybe to be okay. And sometimes we try and avoid like asking ourselves, are we okay? Because we don't want to face the fact that we're not, but it's so human and so normal to not be okay. And you don't have to always be brave or strong for everybody else. I promise no one expects you to, no matter what situation you're in, no one expects you to have it all together or be able to put on a brave face every single day. So just know if you're not doing okay, if you're not feeling okay, if something's going on, it's okay. It's okay to not be okay. Number four. Oh my God, this one's funny. Uh, I have a funny story connected to this one. A relationship is not 50-50. It has to be 100-100. If a relationship is 50-50, you're only giving half and you're only getting half. You know, you're only putting half your effort into it and expecting that the other person's going to put in their half and that's how you'll be whole. What if that person's having a bad day and you're putting your 50% in, but they're really going through something at work or they just got fired or somebody they know just had something horrible happen to them? They no longer can give that 50%. And so the two of you are left with half or even less than because then you're 50%, you're feeling upset or stressed, or you're struggling because that other person's not giving their 50%. So the two of you only have 25% in your tank. No, you have to both be giving a hundred, a hundred. You have to try to give a hundred, a hundred because exactly on those days when someone's not okay, or on those weeks or months when someone's really going through something or really struggling, the other person will be there. And in return, when you're going through something, they'll be there for you too. So you have to give a 100, 100. You have to try for that. That's really what a partnership is. It's not half-half. It's not 50-50. It's funny. I gave this advice at a like bridal shower once. We all wrote advice to the bride and the bride went around and guessed who submitted each piece of advice. And it came down to there were maybe like five or six people left. And this was the piece of advice that I gave and the bride read it. And she guessed every single person before guessing me because she thought this was so profound. And I was like, this was Sarah Stone. We could put putting that right there. I'm like, Sarah, this is, first of all, this is what I do for a living. Second of all, you've known me for over a decade. You know that I can be deep. It was just so funny that she like assumed it was everybody but me. So that was that one. Okay. Number five, this one I've learned this year, uh, via TikTok. So thank you, social media and internet world, internet people. We have never, not once in our lives ever had a unique experience. Never. Nothing about us is original. Anything that you've gone through, that you've experienced, that you think, holy shit, that could only happen to me, or wow, that special, amazing thing happened, how lucky am I, or oh my God, I can't believe this most embarrassing thing in the world happened, you are not the first person to experience that, no matter how specific it is, okay? Anytime I've ever posted something on TikTok where I'm sharing something that I think is so unique, not like, oh, I'm different, I'm cool, I'm unique, like just a very specific niche experience that in my circle, I don't know anyone else who's been through that. No, I am so quickly humbled and proven wrong that there are so many other people who have had the exact same weird, bizarre, unique, specific thing happen to them. And at first I was like, shit, like that sucks. I'm not original. And I was like, you know what? 
there's kind of comfort in that. I found a little comfort in knowing that no matter what you're going through, you're not the first person to experience it. You're not going to be the last either. So no matter how painful it is, you know, no matter how broken you feel, you're not alone. Someone's been there and they've gotten through it and someone else is going to go through it and you're going to already have been through it. And maybe you could even help that person. It's really nice to feel like we're not alone in this world where sometimes we feel so lonely and isolated. So I, I allowed myself to find comfort in that funny fact that we're just not unique at all. All right. Number six, what people say about you says more about them. If someone's talking shit about you, it's a reflection on them, not you. If someone ghosts you, that's a reflection on them, not you. What people say about you says more about them. So maybe somebody is really mad at you and they are going off and talking so much shit about you. That doesn't mean that you're worthy of being talked shit about endlessly. You know, maybe you did something that you shouldn't have done. Maybe you upset somebody, but them going and talking about it to everybody else, like running their mouth and gossiping instead of processing it, maybe talking to you about it if it's something that upset them, that says so much more about who they are. You know, they just want to talk to talk. They want to gossip. They want to spread shit. And they don't want to actually resolve the problem and face it head on with you. So what someone says about you says more about them. Number seven, love won't always be easy, but it can be. I say this all the time, you guys. It shouldn't be that hard, especially in the beginning. Of course, we're going to go through shit. We're going to disagree. We're going to argue. We're going to fight with people we love. But it shouldn't always be like that. You know, it's not always going to be easy. You're going to run into things, but it can be easy. There can just be so much love and peace and joy and comfort with somebody. And I think it's really important to take note of, you know, the beginning of a relationship with somebody. Yeah, like, oh, we have to fight for love and we're so in love that we're just so passionate. We argue about everything, but it's because we love each other. It doesn't have to be that hard. You don't have to spend your entire relationship fighting for a situation to work. It can just be easy. It won't always be, but it can be. Number eight, it is okay to not know what you want to do for your career. It's also okay to think you know exactly what you want and later change your mind. Because guess what? I thought I knew exactly what I want. And I remember all of my friends feeling so jealous of me for knowing what I wanted to do, for feeling so passionate about something. And guess what? I tried it. I worked in the music industry for a few years and I ended up absolutely hating it. I ended up being depressed because of it. I ended up not listening to music for a year because of it. And I had to completely reinvent my career and switch to a different industry and completely just change what I was doing. And that's okay. I'm glad that I tried this thing, realized it didn't work for me, and found something else. And I think people feel so much pressure to know exactly what they want to do or to also feel so passionate about their career or their job. It's okay to just have a job that is fine, pays the bills. You don't hate it. You don't love it. You have hobbies and passions outside of your job. That's okay too. But just know it's okay to have no idea what you want to do either. And it's okay to change your mind. Number nine. Sometimes you need to cancel plans and spend time with yourself. I spent years 
forcing myself to follow through on plans that I was really not excited by. I was dreading. And it took a long time for me to become comfortable with the idea of, hey, I'm not feeling great today, or I'm not feeling up to this, or I'm just going, dealing with a lot right now. I'm overwhelmed. I don't think I'll be my best self if I do this plan. Can we reschedule? And if your friend's going to be mad at you for that, like that's on them, not you. But I think, you know, our bodies, our minds tell us when we need to slow down and take a break. And it's really important to listen to those things. Okay. Number 10, it is okay to ask for help. It takes a village. This is, this is two I combined into one because I do think they go hand in hand. We try so hard to feel like or to, to put on this front of like, we got it all figured out. We don't need help. We can do it on our own. No, we can't. Some things, yeah, but life is really hard and a lot of things are really complicated. And so you might not be able to do it all. You might need help and that's okay. There are people there ready and waiting and willing to help you who would love nothing more than to help you, especially with something that's important to you. So don't be afraid to ask for help. Don't feel like you have to put on this face of, I, I got it all. Don't worry, I'm good. Because if you're not, it's going to end up really, really draining and exhausting you. And you're not going to be able to do whatever this is that you need to do. Maybe it's emotional support that you need. Maybe it's an extra set of hands. Maybe you're really, really struggling and you need people to do your errands for you because you're feeling depressed and you can't get out of bed. Whatever it is, people in your life want to see you happy and want to see you succeed and want to see you okay. So do not be afraid to ask for help. It actually makes you stronger instead of showing weakness. Raise your hand if you have dating anxiety. All right, all right. I know that everyone has their hands up. And I get it. I had debilitating anxiety when I was single. And even when I first started dating Jake, I kept waiting for the other shoe to drop. And I know that is not a good way to feel and that is not a fun way to date. And I get it. It can be hard to find an anxiety relief tactic that works for you. That's why I'm so excited to introduce you to a new one that has helped me dramatically with my wedding and work stress and anxiety over the last few months. And trust me, there's been a lot of it. Sunset Lake CBD is an amazing company that not only has helped me feel so much better, but they also have a really cool history and mission. Sunset Lake CBD is a majority employee-owned hemp farm located right outside of Burlington, Vermont. As farmers, they believe in providing only top-shelf CBD and hemp products at fair prices. So they cut out the middlemen and they ship their CBD straight from their farm to your door, which means that their CBD is affordable and trusted because CBD and anxiety relief can help everyone and they want it to be accessible to anyone. Trust me when I say that when I'm stressed or anxious, my sleep is the first thing to go. But despite everything I have going on right now, I've been taking a sleep gummy before bed and my sleep scores on my aura ring have been through the roof. Plus, I'm finding myself relaxing more at night and being able to turn off my work brain and my anxiety with the help of their CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews. Whether you want to sleep better, relax better, focus better, recover better, or anything in between, Sunset Lake CBD has something for everyone. So check them out today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use code SOP for 20% off your order. That's code SOP for 20% off farmer-owned, Vermont-grown Sunset Lake CBD.
Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. When I first started seeing other people, some of my closest friends and family could not believe it. Not because they didn't think I was capable of being a podcast host, but because I usually can't get through a sentence without sniffling. And during allergy season, forget about it. My seasonal allergies are debilitating, and my sinus congestion and pressure has always left me feeling so sick. But luckily, for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Claritin D has truly transformed my life. Not only can I breathe better and sleep better since taking Claritin D, but I also can get through the day so much smoother. I used to have to cancel plans because of how bad my allergies were. I'd go through a tissue box a week, sometimes more, and my eyes were always watery. But Claritin D's fast symptom relief starts working on allergies with nasal congestion in as little as 30 minutes, and it tackles nasal congestion caused by allergies or a cold and also relieves sinus congestion and pressure due to allergies. It's truly the greatest thing I've ever come across and I am so grateful that I found it and started using it. Are you ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. You guys are in for a treat because support for today's episode comes from the best of the best, Jenny Kane. And yes, there is a discount, so keep on listening. You know that feeling when you get a new sweater and it instantly becomes basically another layer of your skin? Like you wear it everywhere for everything all the time. Okay, well, Jenny Kane has become my literal uniform. And if you don't know Jenny Kane, I'm pretty much about to change your life because Jenny Kane's clothes did that to mine. Jenny Kane is a California brand with luxurious staples that will transform your closet. Think minimalist and effortless, but totally refined. They have the coziest cashmere sweaters and iconic accessories that will elevate your everyday basics. I don't know if I wear my cashmere fisherman hoodie or my cropped cashmere cocoon cardigan more. All I know is that I cannot live without either of them. Whether it's a cozy night in with the girls, a dinner date with Jake, or catching a flight to Florida to see my parents, these sweaters are perfect for every single occasion. And I couldn't be happier when I'm wearing them because I'm so comfy. And you guys know me. I always choose comfort over how something looks. But with Jenny Kane, I don't have to choose because I get comfort and I get style. All right. So we have the discount code coming for you. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Seeing other people listeners get 15% off their first order when you use code SOP at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com. Promo code SOP. S-O-P. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. 11. This is something I've put into practice for about 10 years now. If you are stuck between two choices, flip a coin. How you feel when the coin lands will tell you exactly the choice that you need to make. I am so indecisive. And so I literally downloaded a coin flip app. It is called Coin Flip. And when I can't make a decision, I will flip the coin. I don't always do what the coin tells me to do. But I instantly know if the coin lands on a side and it's not the thing I wanted, I didn't even know that it wasn't the thing I wanted, but I'll immediately feel either this sense of excitement or the sense of disappointment. So flip a coin. If you're stuck between two things, flip a coin, let the coin guide you. 
12. A good health insurance plan goes a very long way. Oh, I learned this one the hard way. I'm going to say no more about that, but just know health insurance matters and it can be a disaster without it. And it is worth paying the premium every month because it is worth it. Just going to leave it there. Okay. Number 13, the ability to capture memories is a gift. You'll never regret taking photos and videos and keeping notes of everything. You guys know I've done a one second of the day video every single day since the day I graduated college. It's the most incredible thing I've ever done for myself. I keep notes of literally everything and I have over 100,000 photos in my phone. I wouldn't want it any other way. It's so special. Number 14, music is the best medicine. It's gotten me through, despite having said that I stopped listening to music for a year. Music has gotten me through some of the absolute most difficult times in my life. It's something that has just always been there for me when I felt like I was alone, uh, when I felt like I couldn't find the words to describe something, I would find a song that could. And it just made me feel so validated. It made me feel so understood. And sometimes as much as we love to you know, help our friends understand, as much as we love to talk about things with people and try and feel validated by that, sometimes it really takes music, I've found. And, you know, there are different songs that have just gotten me through so much and so many different points in my life. And I'm so glad that I had them. And and even now, like, it's crazy how much a song can bring me back to a certain time or a certain place or mindset. But yeah, music is really the best medicine. 15, don't take criticism from someone you wouldn't take advice from. This is really important. And I have really had to learn this as I am very public about my life on social media. And there are some really not nice people out there who try and make me feel really bad about myself. And I've had to put on this filter of, is this somebody whose opinion I value? And to answer that question, I had to sometimes say like, would I trust this person if I had a situation and had to go to them for advice? Absolutely not. If this person is somebody who is trying to put others down, they're probably not somebody that I would value their opinion or advice on. So don't take criticism from someone you wouldn't take advice from. 16, the grass only seems greener. I've experienced this in so many ways. I've seen so many people go through it. We all know that phrase, the grass is always greener. It only seems greener. It's it's not always, you know, whether it's somebody who you feel jealous of or a career that you wish you could have or a place you wish you could live because people who you see on social media living there love it so much. The grass only seems greener, okay? There's no place or person or thing that is truly magical. It's what you do with the people, the place, the person, the thing that you have. That's the magic, you know, taking any situation and pouring love and yourself into it. That's how your grass becomes green. So you can't just, you know, move to another place or change a job or get a different apartment or break up with somebody to date somebody new because it seems shiny and green on the other side of it. Because you're going to take everything that you came into that first situation with to that next situation. And so it's not going to be green. Even if it starts out as green, it's going to get dull and you're going to end up feeling the exact same way you felt when you wanted to make that change. So 
you know, it's, it's really metaphorical, but like you got to water grass to make it green. You have to put love and effort and nourishment into whatever situation you're in. And that's how you'll have your grass be green. God, that was cheesy. Okay. 17. (laughs) I definitely learned this one the hard way. You don't have to tell everyone everything. You are allowed to have experiences and memories and thoughts that are just yours. And I think that's one of the most beautiful things in life that we take for granted is our independence in the things that we experience and the moments that we have and the thoughts that we have. You don't need to tell somebody everything. And and that comes from me, someone who shares a lot about myself. But there are some things that are so special and sacred and I save for me or for me and Jake or for me and a friend, you know, Sometimes we get told secrets that like, oh, we wish we could tell everybody because they're so juicy, whatever. But there's so much beauty in keeping a secret between you and one person or between knowing that someone trusted you so much to hold on to this sacred thing of theirs. You know, you don't have to tell everyone everything. You don't have to show everyone everything. You know, maybe you even have a place that's your favorite place in the world or a song that's just for you. You might get into a relationship and so badly want to share that with somebody else, but maybe it's okay to just have something that's yours because what happens if that relationship ends? That song is tainted. That place could become painful. Sometimes it's really, really wonderful to just keep something to yourself. Because that way, if that relationship ends, you still have these things to go back to. You have this song that's so meaningful that's just yours. You have this place you can go to on bad days and automatically feel better walking into it knowing that it's yours. So you don't have to tell everyone everything. 18, stop waiting for the other shoe to drop. It's not always going to. I struggled with this so much when I started dating Jake. I think for the first year, I kept telling myself, everything is too good to be true. Something is going to go wrong because that's what I was familiar with. Things ending, that's all I knew. So this wonderful, healthy relationship, I kept waiting for something bad to happen when in reality, it was actually a healthy relationship and things were going well and the other shoe wasn't going to drop. And I wish I could go back and tell myself like everything does work out and the other shoe never fell. And You can stop worrying and just enjoy this time period. Just enjoy these moments, this beginning of this beautiful relationship. And in reality, like, would I change a thing? No. But I wish I could calm that voice in my head that kept saying, Alana, you can't enjoy this too much because it's going to end like it always does. Just because things happened a certain way in the past, it doesn't mean that's always how they're going to happen. So stop waiting for the other shoe to drop. Enjoy every moment don't self-sabotage. Don't overthink. If it ends, it ends, but at least you got to enjoy it while you were in it instead of just thinking it was this ticking time bomb and waiting for it to end. 19. It is beautiful how fast a stranger can become a friend, and it is terrifying how fast a friend can become a stranger. Just going to leave that one there. 20. A home without a dog is just a house. This is something that I will always stand by. And, you know, my family, some of you guys remember Zoe. Zoe was my family dog. It's really mine, but 
at my stayed at my family's house when I couldn't take her to college in my apartments. But um, I got Zoe when I was a sophomore in high school and she was really my best friend. We had never had a dog. We had birds before. Fun fact, if you don't know this about me, I'm, I was a bird girl growing up. Do with that what you will. But Zoe really changed my life. And when we lost Zoe, it was a pain I've never experienced before. And it, my favorite place in the world was home. And I realized, I think when we lost her, that it was my favorite place because she was there. Because I would always come home to her knowing she'd be there waiting for me. I'd always walk in the door and suddenly the biggest smile would come over my face because there was this unconditional love waiting for me every time I got home. And that's how I ended up so quickly getting Barkley. And even last night, Jake and I got home from, we were at Kerwin's for dinner and we got home and Barkley was so excited to see us. And I, I just walked in and I felt this like overwhelming sense of love and joy. And I literally said to Jake, I'm like, can you believe like some people come home and don't have this? It's the most incredible thing in the entire world. It's instant endorphins and safety and security and comfort. And it's just, it's the best. I, I highly recommend it. And those who know, you guys know, and it's just, it's so special. All right. We're at 21. I'm proud of myself for cruising through this because at first I was like, okay, I've gotten through three and eight minutes. We got to change that. That, that can't, that can't happen. But now we're at 21. We're almost done. You can't change other people. No matter how badly you want to, no matter how much you think they need to be saved or fixed or helped or changed, you can't change somebody else. People can only change if they want to, if they're ready to, if they feel like it's something that they need to do. You cannot change somebody else. And you might try and you might think you're doing it. No. It's, it's not going to happen unless, you know, somebody comes to you and says like, Hey, I'm really struggling with this thing and I want to work on this. Can you hold me accountable? Sure. You're holding them accountable. You're helping them do it. But unless somebody genuinely wants to change, you can't make them, you can't help them through it. And that's something that, you know, applies to dating so much. And I think we've all been there where we have this person and they're almost a perfect person for us, except for this one thing, if only we could change it about them or yeah, well, this situation could work if only this person would do this instead of that. You know, if it's not working, if there's something that needs to be changed, all you can control is all you can control. All you can do is all you can do. You can't change other people. You can change yourself. You can encourage other people to change. You can try and help other people to change, but unless they genuinely want to, you can't change them. All right. Number 22, 99% of the problems you have with somebody can be solved with communication with them, not with other people. Okay. Do you follow? 99% of the problems that you have with somebody can be solved by communication with them. Stop complaining and talking to everybody else in your life, in your world, 
about the problem that you have with this person because everybody else can't help you. They can't fix it. The only thing that could possibly work is if you actually communicate with the person that you are in this situation with, whether it's dating or career or friendship or family, I don't care. doesn't matter what it is. This is so universal and applies to everything. You have to tackle situations and work through things head on. You can't, there's no shortcut. There's no going around to not go right through it. You have to talk to the person that you are having problems with or that you are in a situationship with. Nobody else is going to turn that situationship into a relationship. Nobody else is going to tackle this problem for you. You have to approach it head on. You have to talk to the other person involved, the other people involved. Okay. You can talk everybody else's ears off all day long about it, but that's never going to actually help you get anywhere. Maybe they'll have some advice for you, but that advice will lead you right back to you need to talk to the person that the situation ship. Oh my God. My situation is auto-correcting the situation ship in my brain. You just need to tackle the problem head on with the person it involves. Period. End of story. 23. Without health, nothing matters. Go to the doctor. You could have the most incredible things in the world going for you. You could have met the most amazing person, just gotten your dream job, just moved to Italy. It doesn't matter. I don't care how good your life is. You have to take care of yourself. You have to take care of your health. Everything can be taken from you in an instance. We never know what, what's going on inside of our bodies unless we're going to doctors, getting our check, checkups, getting things tested, making sure we are sleeping, making sure we are taking vitamins and really just feeding our bodies with what they need. So without your health, nothing matters. Go to your doctor's appointments. That is a reminder. I need to go to the dentist for my shiny teeth and me. All right. 24. This is something that I still struggle with. Um, I'm still working on it. Nobody is judging you as much as you are judging yourself. Nobody is as hard on you as you are on yourself. I I was rewatching The Summer I Turned Pretty, the first season, and maybe it was the second. No, it was the first season. And there was a, a moment where Conrad said to Belly, like, go look in the mirror some more. And since then, every time I've like looked at myself in the mirror, I've like recognize that I'm looking at myself in the mirror. But the interesting thing is I'd say 99 out of a hundred times that I'm looking at myself in the mirror, I'm actually criticizing myself and judging myself and pointing out in my mind things that are wrong with me. And that's really sad and that's really painful. And I really wish that that were not the case, but it's so important to recognize that nobody is nearly as hard on us as we are on ourselves. No one is judging us as much as we are judging ourselves. That thing that you're so self-conscious about and so afraid of wearing a certain thing because of it, or just afraid that it's, it's all people see when they look at you. Nobody else knows. No one else notices. I'm so self-conscious of my arms. I don't know if I've ever admitted that on this podcast. I literally hate my arms. I'm so self-conscious about them. Anything I wear, I I just think my arms look horrible, look huge at every angle. I'm so self-conscious of my arms. Guarantee the majority of you have never looked at a picture of me or a video of me and thought, well, Alana's arms look horrible today. It's all, it's all me. It's all in my head. 
it's all things that I, I need to, you know, work on being nicer to myself and saying kinder things. But yeah, I think it's really important to recognize that nobody is judging you as much as you're judging yourself. Okay, a few more. 25. I, I did actually just say this before in an explanation for something, but this is something I've found myself saying a lot lately and thinking a lot. Sometimes all you can do is all you can do. And I think this goes back to you can't change other people and you know, you can't change every situation and you can't fix everyone and everything around you. You're only in control of your own words and your own actions. And so sometimes all you can do is all you can do. And that's a really hard thing to grasp. It's a really hard concept to accept. But I think there's a lot of strength in accepting that you're doing everything you can. And even if there's more that you can do, maybe you can't do it that day. Maybe you don't have the mental capacity to do any more. And so in that case, you are doing all you can do. And that is all you can do. So take that with you. Take it for a test ride. See how it feels. Let me know what you think of that one. 26, you are not going to be for everybody and not everyone is going to be for you in dating, in friendship, in everything. You're not supposed to be liked by everyone. And similarly, you don't like everyone that you meet. Doesn't mean there's something wrong with them. Doesn't mean they're not good enough. So stop thinking, well, if somebody doesn't like me or if these girls didn't welcome me into their friend group, it means I'm not good enough. No, you're not for everyone because you're special and unique and awesome and annoying and funny and quirky in all of these specific ways where there are so many people who are going to see these things in you and love them. And then there are going to be some people who just, it's not for them. That's okay. That doesn't mean you need to change who you are. You need to be exactly who you are. That is how you'll find the right people for you. That's also how you will deter the people who aren't right for you. So you're not going to be for everyone and not everyone is going to be for you. And that's okay. That's beautiful. It's what makes us us. Okay. 27. Knowing what you don't like is just as important as knowing what you do like. Career, friendship, love, place to live, being a morning person versus a night person, whatever it is. Again, this is so universal. We spend so much time trying to figure out what we like, what we love, who we like, who we love, what type of person we want to be with. It's also important to figure out what type of person we don't want to be with. What types of job tasks do we not enjoy doing? What things are we bad at? Those things help you find your way to the things that you are good at and enjoy and want to be doing. And so even if you date somebody and it's a complete dumpster fire and you realize you never want to be with somebody again who does this thing and says that thing and where is that thing? Maybe you try out a job for a year and you hate every single task that you have to do in that job. You don't want to ever be in this field doing this type of position again. It's not a waste of time because you learned from that. You learned something that's going to take you to that next step, to that next place in your journey. And that is so invaluable. So there's no such thing as a waste of time if you are learning. If you're asking yourself, well, what about this does feel good for me? What about this doesn't feel right? Doesn't sit right with me. It's not a waste of time. You need to go through these things to learn what you don't like so you can get closer to finding the right things, the right people, the right places for you. 
two more. Spend time with people who fill up your cup, not people who drain it. This is so important. This is something I've really started to learn in my late 20s. I think for a long time, I spent time with people who I felt really self-conscious about. No, I felt really self-conscious around. I would leave a room and question, are they talking shit about me now? What are they saying about me? Did they judge me? I would leave a room and, and overthink and question, oh, should I not have said that thing? Like, oh my God, are they like texting everybody about this thing I said? Are they so annoyed with me for doing this? Or I showed up 10 minutes late. Like, or were they just st- spending those 10 minutes like shit talking me? And that felt terrible. And I think it was really important for me to realize it doesn't have to be that way. And I I learned throughout my 20s, there are actually people I spend time with where if I'm 10 minutes late, if I have to cancel a plan, if I say something so embarrassing, they're not judging me for it. They don't care. They're not thinking twice about it. And I can leave that room. I can leave that dinner. I can leave that apartment. And I just feel lifted up. I feel more whole. I feel better leaving than I did when I came in. I don't worry that they're shit talking me. In fact, I like I I just know we had a great time and I'm so glad I spent time with those people and we had those conversations and we said those silly things and we were ridiculous in the ways that we were ridiculous. And it's really important to, you know, take stock of the people in your life who you feel really good around versus the people who you feel drained around or self-conscious around and it's okay to spend less time with those people who are in that second category. You know, you shouldn't have to spend time with people who bring you down or make you feel less than or make you question or judge yourself. So that's something I learned in the last few years. And I am really actively trying to spend more time with people who fill up my cup versus people who drain it, who I, I don't feel like I can be my genuine, whole, authentic self around. All right. We're here at our last one. If you've made it this far, thanks for being on this journey with me. I'm going to also like post a question box and ask what you guys have learned or if there was one thing from this episode that stuck out to you. So definitely check those out on the Seeing Other People story. Number 29, you can't make everyone else happy. You can only make yourself happy. No further explanation needed. Go do something that'll make you happy today, please. My, it's my other birthday wish. First birthday wish, share this episode with a friend, share the podcast with a friend, share it on your story. Second wish, do something today, tomorrow, the next day. Do something each day that makes you happy because you can't control everyone else's happiness. You can only control your own. Okay, you guys, I love you all so much. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being here with me through all of 28. For those who are here in 27, 26, 25, And friends who were here before then, thank you so much. I love you all so, so deeply. And again, I just feel so grateful and so lucky. And I can't wait to do 29 with all of you. And maybe we'll do this again for turning 30. I better do this again for turning 30. And I'm excited to see what I learned this year. I can't believe I'm 29. It's fucking weird. But here we are. Yeah, I'm going to get emotional now, so I'm going to go. But okay, love you all. Happy birthday, me, tomorrow. If anyone else is an August 16th birthday, HBD, uh, any other Leos, today, August 15th, is Joe Jonas's birthday. That's a fun fact. Um, And I was born at 12.41 a.m. in Valhalla, New York. For anyone into astrology who wants to tell me what that means about me, don't know. All I know is I'm a Leo. People have tried to tell me things, and I, I... 
I don't know. So, okay. Love you all. Thank you guys for tuning in and I will talk to you next time. Thanks for listening, daters. I hope today's episode made you feel just a little bit less alone out there, no matter what your status might be. Give your finger a break from swiping and hit that follow and review button instead. And if you have any burning questions or want to share your own dating horror stories, reach out to seeingotherpeoplepodcast at gmail.com. And in the meantime, keep on seeing other people. Mads, I am obsessed with our brand pillars. You mean vagina sweat, good branding, and being Jewish-blooded queens, Scout? Uh, sure, but not quite. I love that OKSIS podcast and our sisterhood is made up of women who are down for main character energy only, who take care of their mental health, and who are standing in their personal power as entrepreneurs. Oh, yeah. That too, Scout. That too. We should probably introduce ourselves. Hello, everyone. I am Mads. And I am Scout. And we are sisters IRL. Join us on OKSIS Podcast every Monday for some sisterly banter, nourishing mental health, a whole lot of silliness, and inspiring interviews from the raddest female guests in the game. We promise it'll be a good time. As long as you don't get too loud, Mads. Welcome to the sisterhood!